Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Packers Unscripted from Packers.com. I am Mike Spofford, joined, as always, by the one and only Weston Hodkowitz. We're coming to you here from our studios at Lambeau Field. And, Wes, let's get right into it. The 2021 Green Bay Packers schedule is out. It is available. 17 games for the first time in league history 18 weeks with the bye week thrown in i'm just going to ask you flat out when you first saw this schedule what jumped out at you the most where's the bye week all right i really honest to god struggled to find where the bye week was supposed to be uh yeah usually looking for it in like you know october maybe (laughs) maybe early november no no december first week of december yeah uh honest to goodness so we got the the schedule put in front of me and and usually and and for the most part it always is denoted where the where the bye week is but i just was kind of beside myself i didn't know the week 13 bye was a thing i I always thought it ended in week 12 you had to correct me on that but lo and behold that's what's happened now the green bay packers have been through gauntlets like this before i do want to make that a point Twice during my time on the beat, the last nine years, they've had the week four bye, which has required them to then play 13 games to close the season out. Yeah. So it, they've been through stretches like this, but I've never seen anything quite like this where you have to play the month of September, October, and November before you finally get that rest. There's two ways to look at this. You can look at it like what Matt LaFleur did, which is you can't really worry about it. It's not something we stress about. You play the games that are on the schedule, and it is what it is. But for a team that does have playoff hopes and aspirations this year, they wouldn't have built this thing and kept the guys that they did if they didn't feel like they weren't close. I do wonder if you could stay healthy, if you could take care of yourself, that could be a really intriguing time to have a bye in that first week of December because then suddenly you got four to end it, and then now you're looking at a potential playoff push. But you have to be able to get to that oasis, and there's a lot of miles they have to cover before they get there. Yeah, exactly. And this ties into the part that jumped out at me, which is what I wrote about on our website, is you look at the stretch of games from week five to week nine, a five-week stretch in which the Packers are playing four games on the road. You have back-to-back road games at Cincinnati, at Chicago. You come home for Washington. Then you have back-to-back road games at Arizona and at Kansas City the two-time defending AFC champions. That's a that's a heck of a stretch from, you know, the whole travel-weary, getting road-weary, you know, jumping on airplanes, you know, four out of five weekends and whatnot. I think that's going to be a really, really difficult stretch for the Packers to get through. But I'll say a couple of things about it. One, Matt LaFleur, as the head coach with the Packers the last two seasons, has navigated similar stretches before. Not quite like this, but his first year in 2019 – The Packers had four road games in a span of five games. The bye week was also mixed in there, but it was, you know, four road games out of five. And, you know, the Packers had their ups and downs through that stretch, but then they came out the other side. They got hot at the end of the season. They put it together, right? Last year, stretch of four road games in a span of six. And the Packers actually lost all three of their regular season games during that stretch. They lost the two road games at Tampa, at Indianapolis on either end, lost the home game to Minnesota in between. So all three of the regular season losses occurred in that stretch. But then the Packers came out of it, you know, had more frequent home games and uh, and made their run and their playoff push. So there is that kind of history, similar history, not exactly, but similar history that he's that Matt LaFleur has navigated this team through. The other thing I will say is that in the midst of that stretch this coming season, 
The trip to Arizona, which is the third of the four road games, is a Thursday night game. So at least you have now flying to the West Coast on a short week, not easy to do. Right. Um, really condenses your preparation and whatnot. But at least if you get through that Arizona game on a Thursday night, you get a weekend off. You get a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, players might even might even get Monday off. You know, they're, yes. they're going to be in need of a in need of a break there. What a lot of the players refer to as the mini buy. So you're going to have that at least before the trip to Kansas City, which then ends this stretch of of four road games in five weeks. So with that being said, you look at the entire schedule. You have this mini buy after the Thursday game after eight games. You have the full bye week after 12 games, and then you have five games left in the regular season to finish out your 17 where you're hopefully in position to to make a playoff push. So when you look at it that way, um, it is there will be that opportunity, there will be those two opportunities to get a little bit of a rest, but getting through that short week Thursday night West Coast trip to Arizona to get to that first little weekend off. I think that's going to be a, that, that's going to be kind of a, a crux point here yeah. for the Packers season. And, and this is actually probably where I'm even more interested to hear your opinion on it than to give mine. Um, some people might not know this. The original title for Packers unscripted was Mike Spofford's Packer on, Packers unscripted. <laughs> oh, this sure. is your show. Mike. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I am interested to hear what you think about this. Cause one of the big common questions that people had in inbox after this was, what do you think of the schedule? And I usually have pretty strong opinions either way. This time I really didn't. And, and the main reason for that is I don't really know what to make of it. People say, okay, well, you're going on the road to start the season three seasons in a row. You're closing on the road again. You have that, that thing in the middle of the season. You also have this deal where you only have two back-to-back home games, and one of them is separated by the bye. Yeah. So to me, on paper, I'm not a player. It seems like a fairly balanced schedule. But I am, I'm curious what your take is on it. Yeah, I mean, personally, I, when you look at it from the Packers' perspective, you know, I think having more road games early and home games late is always going to be to your advantage yeah. because of the weather situation. Now, as it turns out, two of your December home games are against Chicago and Cleveland. They're not going to be any strangers to to the cold weather, but... You know, Thanksgiving weekend, it's the Rams coming in, the same team that came in here in January, uh, last January for the playoffs. They had some issues with uh, with the cold. You don't know how cold it's going to be on Thanksgiving weekend. But then week 17, second to last game and last home game of the regular season is Minnesota. Yeah, Your big division rival coming in on January 2nd, an indoor team. Th- those those are the kind of matchups that can that can play to the Packers' favor. So in terms of starting the season on the road, the Packers playing two of their first three on the road this year. I say, hey, that just means you're getting more home games later. I think that works to Green Bay's advantage. So that's that's one that's one way I look at it. Um, you know, the other oh, go sorry, ahead. I was just going to mention yeah. too in the last eight weeks of the season, I believe. There's only one trip out of the Midwest for Green Bay, right. and that's to Baltimore, and which is not a long one. Which either. isn't that's, a long that's a, one. That's by a pretty means. quick flight. Yeah, I'm used to the the San Francisco's and the the Denver's and the Seattle's, <laughs> so it, it's not a big it's not a big ask there. So I do feel like, and again, it's on the Packers. It's incumbent on them to be able to survive that initial stretch. That that definitely that middle portion of the season, but you can kind of see the peak and then the hill 
and being able to go down and on the other side to really kind of speed up and ramp up going into that final stretch of the season if you're in title contention. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's the thing. As I mentioned, all these road games, week week five through nine, you have all these road games. Nobody's season is gonna is necessarily going to be defined in the first half of the right. season, good or bad. But if you can get – if you're the Packers and you can get through that stretch and you can – be somewhere in the realm of contention, the schedule on the back end with, with all the home games, you know, a mini buy, then a full buy in early December, that, that sets up to, to give you an opportunity to make a run. Um, quickly, though, Wes, Sirius XM NFL Radio delivers hard-hitting analysis and up-to-the-minute NFL news that true football fanatics need 24-7, 365. The other thing I'll say about this schedule, and I know 17 games is obviously new, and last yeah. year we had the expanded playoffs, yeah. you know, an extra playoff team in each conference. But that being said, 10 of the Packers' 17 games are against teams that were in the playoffs in 2020. I can't ever remember discussing a schedule where there were 10 games the following year against teams that made the playoffs the previous year. That's obviously when you finish in first place, you have those two other first place, you know, what I like to call the placeholder games. Mm -hmm. You're always going to have those. Those are going to be against playoff teams. Now with the 17th game being another cross conference, you're going to be matched up with an AFC division and you play the team that finished in first place. That's the Kansas City game for Green Bay. So that's going to be against another playoff team. And then as it turned out, the last playoff team in the NFC last year was the Chicago Bears. They got the extra spot. So that's a playoff team that you're playing twice the following year. So that's sort of how things all added up. Well, and the fact that NFC North is matched with the AFC North. And the AFC North had three playoff teams last year. The only team in the AFC North that did not make the playoffs was the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Ravens, the Browns, the Steelers, those are all playoff teams. And everybody in the NFC North is going to be playing all of those playoff teams from 2020. So from that standpoint, the schedule is really intriguing to me because it's very different to be looking at that many playoff teams from the previous year that are all lined up to play you. And the Mike Spofford, let's be real moment of this episode the Packers are also matched up against the NFC West. And being able to have the West in the NFC and the North in the AFC, that is kind of a perfect storm. Oh, and then, by the way, we're going to have a 17th game, and we're just going to pick some divisions out of our hat. (laughs) Oh, and we're going to get the North versus the AFC West as well. Oh, and it's the Packers and Kansas City City. as the defending champions. Funny how that worked out. Right. And you're going to go to Kansas City. So be that as it may, this is – listen – I was someone that really bit back hard against the 17th game. I wrote about it. We've talked about it. Yeah. I understand the business of sports. I understand why we're sitting here right now. I get it. Um, it's going to take some time for me to get through all this. But what I will say, uh, assuming we can, we can figure some ways out to make these things safe for players or at least lessen the load on their bodies a little bit, things that the NFL and the NFLPA are going to have to discuss moving forward, the entertainment value of the game, you cannot argue with. It's 18 weeks of football that's attractive to networks, that's attractive to fans. They want to see these guys play. They want to see them as often as they can. And ultimately, if this is what allows the Green Bay Packers to play overseas at some point, maybe next year, yeah. it does seem like you know the juice is worth the squeeze. But it's going to be a gauntlet, Mike. I'll be honest with you. When I looked at that same schedule, after I figured out where the bye week was, 
and I noticed that it's January 9th for the regular season finale against Detroit. I know that. Yeah. That hit me kind of hard. I know. That's a big adjustment. Yeah. But they want to keep everything, you know, after Labor Day and all those things. Totally understand that. Um, but it, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a grind, and it's going to be a big adjustment. I think a lot of players, coaches, and even people in you know around the NFL are going to have to make. That was the point I was going to make too. Is seeing that January 9th is now the end of the regular season when, and these are the kinds of things that just make me feel old, Wes. But um, knowing that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the famous. Packers-Lions playoff game where Fritz Schirmer's defense held Barry Sanders to minus one yard. That was a wild card game on New Year's Eve. December December 31st was a wild card game back in the early to mid-90s. And now here we are talking about the end of the regular season being on January 9th. So it just goes to show that, uh, that things don't always stay the same. And that being said... The NFL had had a 16-game regular season schedule since 1978. Yeah. And they had not changed it for uh, over 40 years, and, uh, and now we are going to 17 games. But I'm with you in, from the standpoint that it looks like the parameters they're putting in place and, and sort of the different machinations of this 17-game schedule moving forward is going to create the more opportunities for the international games and particularly for teams like the Packers. Um, the Packers have not played any international games. There are other teams that have hardly played any. They played in so, Canada. They played right. in Canada. Yeah. Sorry, that was preseason. On an, on an 80, on an 80 yard field. Who else could, who could forget need, about we that? We need game. to do a whole nother, we need to do a whole nother show about playing NFL football. In on an 40 years, field. Mike, I'm writing an oral history on that game. How Trevor Davis ended up having a 23-yard touchdown, which really was only yeah. 13 yards, but they gave him yeah. credit for the other 10 because, well, that's just extra yardage, yeah. you know. All right. But well, I I, I want to close on this. I just want to make one more point, if you don't mind me making it, uh, in terms of how the schedule is going to lay out and where things are going to be. The NFL and NFLPA still have a lot to work out this offseason. They still have a lot to work out this summer. Brian Gutekunst has talked about this. I do like the fact that the Packers, by having the ninth game this year, the extra road game. They will also have only three preseason games. And as we found out, that's Houston, Buffalo, and the New York Jets. That last week now of August is kind of an open week for them. I have to imagine that, as Matt, to use Matt LaFleur's terminology, that's going to be an above-the-shoulders week for a lot of veterans. Yeah. Being able to prepare for the start of the regular season and understand where their bodies are. I like that, Mike, because so often you've seen over the years, the guys necessarily that... I'm not saying they're a shoe-in for the roster, but you can't just play that last preseason game with just a bunch of guys who are about to get cut. You sometimes lose legitimate contributors on special teams or offense and defense in those games. I do like that it potentially removes that away from you know that, that challenge a little bit as you get ready for a regular season. Yeah, and also with eliminating that fourth preseason game, which was always just a couple of days before final roster cuts, inevitably, you know, you're playing a lot of young players in that game. Inevitably, you would have guys get hurt yes. in that game. And it may not be a serious injury, no. but a guy a guy turns an ankle or tweaks a hamstring, hamstring or something like that. And then something that's not a major injury and you can't necessarily get a handle on it in the first couple of days ends up factoring into roster decisions and yeah. whatnot. Whereas now, the end of the preseason will be well in advance of the actual final roster cutdown. So in terms of the health of players and young players and their opportunity and whether they should be on the active roster or you want to try to bring them back to the practice squad, 
I think it's going. I think it's going to be a, a little bit more fair and equitable. Not quite as not quite as random and chaotic a time in terms of figuring out those final decisions. I think that's something that in the long run, uh, front offices, general managers are are going to appreciate because, and, and certainly young players are going to appreciate, even though they're losing one opportunity to perform in the preseason and make that impression. Uh, the injury part of the equation maybe doesn't factor in as much. It's an excellent point. And, and seeing, ultimately, here's the deal. You want to have the most competitive 53-man roster, the most competitive practice squad. You want your team to be at its healthiest point at the beginning of the season. And I like that that's where I think this thing is trending for the league. Because let's be honest, Mike, that first month of the year, that's a really exciting month of Packers football. They're going to go down to New Orleans. They're going to play a, you know, a Saints team that's been one of the best here the last 15 years. They get a home opener against the Detroit Lions on Monday night football. Under the lights. They're going in a primetime matchup six days later to San Francisco. And then you get the Green Bay Packers and Pittsburgh Steelers at Lambeau Field. That's such an underrated matchup. Now, you're going to see that a little bit more because of this new rotation with that extra game. But that's something that only happens once every eight years. So I, I, I love it. I love the way that that side of it laid out. The Packers, with all this consternation right now, but what's going on this offseason, you can tell with the five, pre, the five primetime games, still a major brand for the National Football League. They want to be able to have those type of matchups. And, you know, having another primetime game for the 29th year in a row or whatever it is against Chicago in December, that's the type of football you want to see. So my hat does go off to the schedule makers for making sure that that happens. Yeah, I think from the Packers' point of view, if you're looking at this and, and if there's something that, is kind of annoying or to be upset about Christmas. It's well, there is, yeah, there is the, there is the Christmas. At least it's at home. At least it's not. We might not be traveling though. Yeah. Well, who who knows what I was going to say is that you have two West coast road trips here at San Francisco and at Arizona and the NFL schedule, both of those long trips on short weeks because the San Francisco is coming off of a Monday night game. And then, as I mentioned before, the Arizona uh, road trip is a Thursday night game, so that's an even shorter week. That's where I think the 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 schedule makers kind of you know put the screws to the Packers yeah. a little bit um, with is, with regard to that. It is interesting though because that did happen to Green Bay. Was that last year? I think it was last year where they end up having the Thursday night game in San Francisco. Do I have that right? Yeah, and, last year was a, was a Thursday in San and Francisco. I, I yeah. thought that was going to be a huge deal breaker for them. I thought that was going to be a real challenge. Now, certainly the 49ers had a lot of health issues. Right. But the Packers actually ended up playing really well, if I, if I recall correctly, in that game. So you never do know, yeah. but you're right. That is a big challenge. Anytime you're going to the West Coast on four days uh, notice, that's, that's always going to be something you're going to have to really work through. Yeah, absolutely. Well, September 12th will be the opener, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be here before we know it. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, it's uh, the NFL has made this whole schedule release thing like a like a really big deal now. Like they they leak out the everybody's opener like mm-hmm. early in the day, and then you're waiting till later in the day to get all the news of the rest of the schedule. It's becoming that it's becoming this uh, this big day on the NFL calendar. Yeah, there's not enough of them. They got to add in a couple more. <laughs> right. Uh, what were you doing on uh, on in the morning when at seven o'clock or whatever when it was announced that the Green Bay Packers were going to be playing the New Orleans Saints in the opener. I was actually uh, I was actually on the uh, exercise bike in my basement. Oh, nice! Yeah. And I see all of a sudden the messages start popping up on my phone. I was like, "Whoa, okay!" I didn't know this was going to happen. Work. I didn't know this was going to happen quite so early. But yes, the uh, um, I was a little sweaty when I was finishing up that, <laughs> that bit of work. But uh, hey, 
we all roll with the punches. We'll, we'll be ready we? for that next year when they have an Yeah, I guess that, so. so. We'll be prepared now for the new for the new timeline there, as to how there weren't all this enough works. leaks. The NFL has to start leaking it. Themselves. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, we're gonna find. They're gonna leak something at like three in the morning, and we're gonna have to react and get it on the website, right? So because we gotta do right by London. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, we're gonna find out our we're gonna find out our London game on London time. That's probably <laughs> what's gonna happen next. All right, we've gone completely <laughs> off the rails here. Yeah. We're gonna call it a wrap on this edition of Packers Unscripted. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of the team. All kinds of content with regard to the 2021 schedule is there for you on Packers.com. For Wes, I'm Mike. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next time.